are these people? I'm Peter Garachi. I'm Alex Pashera. They started a podcast. Why don't you call it Kill You Last? Yeah. To honor 80s action movies. He just put on brand new army pants in the heat. There will be action. He is in the middle of a field, surrounded. More action. Totally exposed, and he doesn't get hit once. Tension. You had, like, Peter, I gotta, you, I gotta ask you, if you stop hitting the table. This is the movie that really is the template for the 80s action movie. Peter Garachi, Alex Pichera. They will kill you last. Podcast. Hey. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garachi. Oh, uh, you don't have to do it like that. The, oh. the intro does it for us. Oh, that's right. I mean, oh, I we could do, yeah, I'm Alex Bashir. Whatever. I don't know how any of this works. Uh, I, what's up, I don't man? care. Yeah. Uh, it, good, man. I, I'm doing good. Uh, I got laid off. Did we talk about that on the podcast yet? No, we haven't because we haven't done an episode in a little while. <laughs> yeah, I got laid off. Uh, but but all it, since we've recorded an episode... I was laid off and found a new job uh, in the same three-week period. So that's good. That's dope, man. Good for you. I'm in yep. the middle of three different jobs that are not paying me any money. <laughs> I, uh, I got... Why, what, what are you... Why? Because why? Uh, that's just the way. It, it's funny. That's I, not I, the way, though. I put, something on, uh, I put something on Facebook about... Oh, because one of my dream jobs is host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, rest in peace. Yeah, and um, I actually wanted him to live for like five more years. One, because I don't want him to die, but two, because also I'm like I'm just not ready to be the host of Jeopardy. But I feel like in five years I might get there. And I put something on Facebook. And, what and the fuck are you talking about? Wait, I'm saying, like, I'm when you say level, ready, what do you mean ready to like at the level where, where I would even be in the pool of applicants? You Jeopardy think Jeopardy. you're going to be in the pool of applicants for host of Jeopardy in your life? Yes, I, that's. I wish my... I had your like your brain, man. I'm you, crazy, you live but... you live in a fantasy reality. There's... You gotta you gotta um, you gotta see it before it happens. No, but you're literally like you're saying no, not now. I know now I'm not in the pool of Jeopardy host candidates, but you know, in five years I will be. That's like Dude, how you I think about Alex it. Alex Trebek wasn't like he became the host of Jeopardy. He wasn't born the host of Jeopardy. He was just kind of bopping around. Mm -hmm. was doing a podcast it's one of the most exclusive jobs imaginable that was there's been one guy oh okay wait but he what that was a joke that he it was true what you said i mean he had a podcast no no i didn't i missed that 70s no he was like uh i don't like there's no like uh game show host school no i know uh, but they're they're gonna reason yeah the only reason i even bring that that's like this is like tangential to the story the reason i bring that up is because i posted on facebook and johnny mcdonald comic friend of ours who was on the pod yeah he's like uh he's like you he's like you already got like five five jobs man you're like the white steve harvey <laughs> and i was like bless his heart because i know it looks like i'm i'm doing a lot of stuff but like none of them are lucrative oh right yeah so i got my real estate license which will will be lucrative but right now it's a lot of work for yeah. not doing money which is fine it's okay but in the meantime i'm working like i, I like hooked up with a guy who's got a painting company to do like oh you painting. hooked up with a guy you know, like hooked up in the in the business. Sense. Yeah, it was a joke. Go ahead. And yeah, painting just is not. I think he. I I think he's firing me without firing me, mm. by just being like, uh, "Oh, listen, man, it's gonna be a little light this week." Mm. And then every day I wait for a call and he doesn't call me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the reason, I, like, I I, I kind of wish he would just fire me <laughs> instead of like, keeping me hanging. But yeah, I don't know. It's stuttering so, a anyway, little bit. I'm happy it- is your connection all right? It's stuttering a little bit. The mic. I'm okay, but yesterday I had trouble. The internet's been bad down here. It might be the internet all, then. All the windstorms. Oh, okay. We'll power through. That's fine. It's been like I don't know if you saw the video. They they released video of the Verrazano Bridge. No. They what? shut they shut the Verrazano Bridge because the wind was so bad that it was the bridge was undulating. What? Well, really? When? Yes. Uh yesterday or the day before geez yeah no i hadn't heard of that that's crazy yeah so i'm glad that you're financially everything's working out for you well you know it (laughs) it wasn't for a second there i got fucking laid off uh that was say again you have you do you start your new job yet no i start december 14th which is like two weeks from today nice you got like a two-week vacation to start with 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep, 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 yep. That's cool. Congratulations. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I interviewed like crazy over all over Zoom. I basically had my podcast set up, but I would hide the mic like this. Oh, it's smart. And it was like that. Hold on. And it wasn't at night, so I didn't have to use the light as much. Okay, that was it basically. Um, and I'd be like, "Hi, hey." Better now. I. Oh yeah. Yeah, you should. All right, I'll just I'll way. just leave it like this. Do you know what it? You know what it is too. It's like. Do I really sound better? Yeah. Okay. You probably your setup like is better than all these other people who are applying for jobs. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think it gave me an advantage. One of my favorites, like uh, Josh Brolin, auditioned for uh, No Country for Old Men. And mm -hmm. he'd been kicking around Hollywood for a long time, but that's the movie that really like broke his like adult career. Oh yeah. And he sent in an audition tape, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino, and the cinematography was by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Because he was doing um, the like a movie with with the two of them, and the Coen Brothers were like, "This is the best looking audition tape we've ever seen." <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's ma you know made by guys who are fucking geniuses. So I, yeah. I bet that like that actually was in your favor that you actually know how to do. It's a little stuff. jar. I mean, you're expecting everyone on a work conference call to have the laptop mic sound, like so. Like everyone is, it's just an ex expectation basically. So when someone does have a good mic and a good like setup, it is a little bit like oh okay. But for an interview, so like on a work conference call where it's just internal. You would kind of look like, all right, why is this guy trying so fucking hard? It's like, come on. Like, you know, it would be like a little annoying, I feel like. But it, for an interview or for like a sales pitch, I mean, it's a huge leg up to have like a nice presentation, I, I think. Uh, oh, and, it, and it's subtle and you don't even have to like, you're not even like bragging about yourself. You're just, you don't have to mention it. It's just this subliminal sort of oh this yeah. guy i remember him he came across clear and concise and it's like yeah because you could actually hear him and see him i don't know you know absolutely i think that's absolutely true it's, it's so funny how many like celebrities now are doing stuff online and yeah. they're looking down at the a, a fucking laptop camera yeah yeah, yeah, or, yeah like exactly it's like it's it's in the on the floor and they're looking down <laughs> it's so funny i mean celebrities have been t they take they've taken it on the chin more than anyone, harder than anyone, any group of people in the past, you know, nine months. Well, most of them are unessential. <laughs> Absolutely. They're the least essential people. That is they're true. They're ones that I, they just completely disappeared and nobody noticed, mm -hmm. I don't think. And they're, they're, they're on the, on the, on average, they're very like dumb, vapid people, like stupid and, dumb. and yeah. well, I'm just saying they skew dumb. Yeah, they skew dumb. Whereas, like maybe comedians skew cynical. Not all of them, of course, but you know, most comedians you would think of as cynical people, or or I don't know. You know, it's just the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. And they they they're not self starters. A lot of them they need like their agents and their managers and their you know diet and exercise people, their makeup people. Like it's all a show. Yeah, and and after a while, you're, well, even if you don't start that way like you get used to that lifestyle and it's hard to go backwards that's why i will say this i think as much as, as maybe as easy as it is to make fun of youtubers and streamers i think that's the future and i also think it's like a lot harder to start a career oh they're as doing like making doing their that own shit. Yeah, making your weird. own shit you're your own person like generally someone who's doing their own show on the internet at least until they get famous are, they don't have anyone helping them. It's basically just them. And it's, you know, it, it, to build an audience that way, it, it's so much more real. Because if you know Renee Zellweger from four movies, you might not, like, love Renee Zellweger. You might just think, you know, she's a fine actress, whatever. Um, but if you, if you, like, speak to your audience once a week or once a day even and hang out with them on stream or whatever like they're going to be like super devoted fans to you like they're going to you're, you're going to have a relationship with them so it's just it's a huge huge that's why podcasters are um their their audiences not only are they big but they're also engaged like there's people that want to talk to them um and i feel like the old model of celebrity of like actress actor that type of thing is just 
you're unobtainable, you're unreachable, and it, it it's the it's the past. It's it's a very old model. It's very dumb now to not engage with your fans. Yeah. These ones that like don't wanna like What's hard though? It's hard do to it. do it in an authentic way. To like imagine if you're Matthew McConaughey and you want to like authentically reach out to your fans. I mean, the, my advice would be go on, go be a guest on other people's popular, engaged podcasts. Which is what he's doing right now. That's smart. The yeah. stupid thing is creating your own Instagram account and going, "Hey, I'm Matthew McConaughey, and I just want to tell you what's up." You know, like that's he, all. Like God, like stop. Like, but he seems stop. like a. You know, he's like a Texas, like kind of like a little bit weird, a little bit nuts, but like a cool yeah. guy. No, he seems cool. Yeah. And it's yeah. coming like he's been doing podcasts because I think he wrote a book. Yep. And it's been coming through. That's smart. That's smart that he's, you know, not only is he selling a book like good for him, but it's also like that'll make people that'll win people over uh, to the person, you know? Yeah. No, because that's what people want to have, like a personal relationship with these people. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that, that's what it is. That's what it's always been. That's what Beatlemania was. and Yeah, you know. but then it was like that you couldn't, you know. Right, but you ha you couldn't. You, you still can't. You still can't actually have a relationship with the, your favorite YouTuber. Like, like especially if he's just like Yeah, they're not a some, real person still. Yeah, like, like if he has 20 million followers, like, what do you think? He, he's going to know you? Like, no, but it feels like that. And... To, to their credit, I, and, and I think, again, it's easy to make fun of these people, but if you really, like, look at it, they put a lot of work into, like, um, building that sort of devotion, you know, and that sort of yeah. audience. Like, so so it's just, like, the whole thing is that. It's not, like, that they're acting in movies. The whole thing is, like, talking to their, their people listening. Um, I, I will have a personal relationship with what every one of my fans now until I get host of Jeopardy. And that's when I have to cut it off. Okay. Once I get okay. Jeopardy, it's like I'm gonna be too busy for. What's the what do you what are the odds in your mind that you you all right? I don't even want to say the odds that you get Jeopardy. The odds that it's even a possibility in in five ten. Years. I have th like I like host of Jeopardy. Yep. As a as a career destination, I like talk show host in a vein of like Charlie Rose, but a little bit of the Dean Martin show too. So like smart, but like. But, but what fun. show does it exist? Like is, is no, no, the show? Well, I mean like like a kind of a blend of like it would be my interview show, but it would be like a blend of. So your own show on network television? Yeah, like a more cerebral, but still kind of funny and fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so what do you mean? Like I I'm asking you like what do you think the odds are? But you're just talking. I mean about that's where I'm odds I don't know, but I'm like working towards that and or movies Sorry. like directing movies. Directing movies is, you want to hear something? I think directing movies, like blockbuster, $100 million movies, is far more obtainable for you than the, either of those two things. Uh, Jeopardy specifically is probably difficult, but like game show host, I think I could do game show host. In Je uh, oh, okay. Well, that is a huge, I was huge... almost on. Like, I was really close to getting on a bunch of game shows. But just as a contestant? Yeah, I, I passed the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire test. Twice. Didn't I say that story on here? I, I I've never heard this. I no. failed the personality portion of the of the <laughs> test because I because I admitted to stealing. What? I swear I told that story on here. No, no, we've in, never heard I, it. I've never heard it. I did the like you know ABC Studios is like right by Lincoln Center in New York, so I signed yeah. up online to like audition. So I went in there and they do a test and I passed the test, but they put you in like a general pool. So mm -hmm. the chances of you even getting called, you know, even if you pass a test, you're just kind of in a pool of people. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know, you, you're in our, in our thing now because you passed a test, but we don't know what we're doing. But by the way, like, are you a movie buff? And I was like, yeah, movies are my thing. They're like, well, next week we're doing uh, auditions for movie week. And if you get that, if you pass that test, you're almost certain to be because we're filming it like one block for one week you know it's guar guaranteed to happen i was like that's awesome so i go in again and i take the test again and i was actually mad at how easy the test was i was like this is like it was just like i wanted it to be like, more challenging the movie test so i fucking crush the test and then i go in and i um they want to see how you're going to be on camera yeah. You know, so you meet with a producer and they interview you. So, but they give you like a couple like topics of conversation. So they asked if um, 
you are into anything else movie related, like memorabilia, or do you like fucking do Star Wars conventions, whatever it is? And I was like, oh well, I actually I have a bunch of uh, like classic movie posters, but I have the foreign version of the movie poster. Yeah. And she's like, well, what is your favorite one? And I said, actually, I I was backpacking through Europe, you know, when I was young, and I was in this like bar in Belgrade, Serbia, and they had a Steve McQueen poster on the wall, but it was like all the like Serbian Cyrillic writing on it. It was so cool. And I was like, on my way out of the bar, I swiped it. And she goes, you swiped it? And I was like, oh no. Did, did like, you know, did you like backtrack? I just knew immediately that. She's like, all right, well that's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> and it was literally, it was like a flyer. It was like an, so it wasn't like, I was like, I wasn't like, I didn't take like a frame thing off a wall. Yeah. It was like something that somebody like, it's like, they like, Hey, can we hang this on the wall? Right. And it was yeah. like an old thing. But when I said swiped, she's thinking like ABC legal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, have... well, it's just like, why take the guy? Yeah. So all I had to say was like, I, I, I saw a you flyer. To, you just didn't have to add, add that at the end. You could have just I, ended it. And I totally it. like froze. And she's like, oh, well, great, great. So thanks so much. And it was fucking over. So, um, do you mind, uh, um, if I grab my sweatshirt real quick? Yeah, of course. If you want to just chat, I don't know. Up to you. I could also take it out. I don't care. I'll be right back. Sorry. Hi hi guys. I've never done this all by myself. This is Peter. Oh, I do want to give a shout out. Um, so sad. Like we're, we're doing this on Wednesday, December 2nd, yesterday, December 1st, uh, kind of fixture of the New York City comedy community, uh, Kenny Ortega passed away from complications of coronavirus, which is nuts. Uh, he was in the hospital and in the ICU for a while. And so sad, like it's a guy that um, I met him, um, shit, I think I met him either a year ago or two years ago. No, it had to be two years ago. Um, and like immediately was just like super nice to me and like started like hooking me up and just said like a really nice amazing guy Alex I was just saying like kind of in tribute yeah. to like Kenny Kenny Ortega passing away yesterday I don't know if you knew Kenny he sounds familiar uh yeah yeah Who's Kenny? He's, like, he's a guy like he I know his the, name he's the one who started booking me at Yonkers what yeah he died he died yesterday from coronavirus Oh no! Yeah. yeah, I met him. I met him with you. I met him outside Greenwich one night. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. We were talking. He's to a me. really nice guy. Dude, he like didn't even like barely knew me and started helping me out. And like he's the reason I was able to like learn how to do thirty and forty-five minute spots because I did it. I did forty-five minutes for the first time at Yonkers for four people. Yeah, and like that's where I learned how to do that. You know, and just like, just a really nice guy and. He, he was in a coma for a while, then he passed away yesterday. It's just so sad. And, and it's funny because, like, I, you know, I immediately thought about, like, how nice he was to me and, like, how he helped me out. And so many other comics in New York City had the same thing uh, to say. It's always the fucking nice people, man. Yeah. But, uh, Dude, Kenny, that's so upsetting. Oh, yeah, rest sorry. in peace, man. Fuck. I, I, I feel rest so bad peace, for his Kenny. family and his really close friends, but I just wanted to say that uh, about him. So that was that was pretty sad. It's And it's... The thing that's really a bummer is at any other time, a bunch of us would have got together at like 10 o'clock last night and shot the shit and talked about him and laughed and told stories. Yeah. And now we can't do that for obvious reasons. Um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, I wanted, have you, you have you done any stand up? Dude, it has been, I mean, no, not any meaningful stand-up in I in ran into months. Dean the other day. And oh, Dean's I've seen like, Dean. Yeah, yeah, and Dean's like, oh, I want I want Alex to come out, and I want to do a show. <laughs> I know. I see him every now and then, and he, he just gets so, like, every time I see him, like, we're, I, you know, I love Dean, but uh, every time I see him, he's like, oh, man, when are you going to just live yeah, here again? Like and I'm like, I, like, I can't, like, stop making me feel bad, man. Like, he was shit's really, not even he was, over yet. He was real sad, Dean, with me, too. <laughs> He's so sad all the time. Stop being so sad. I um I hadn't done anything in the longest time, and then I did a show uh, on Saturday night at a strip club in Jersey. Wow! And it was it was where it was. Uh, I think it's called Paradise in Hackensack. Oh yeah! 
It's got, I it's, have heard about this gig. So wait, so I like I've been waiting to tell this. I've told some people like over the phone, but so this guy Rich is there Kirchie, a Morgan that works there? Mm, I don't know Morgan. It's possible. Like the host of the strip club? I don't know. Oh, that. So it's actually like in the tent behind the strip club. Mm-hmm. And we got there early. It's like the girls are like getting ready. So it's just the comedians. And it was just like a couple of friends of comedians. Like that was going to be the whole thing. And I was like, all right, this is fine. It's still a chance to get up and do so, whatever. Yeah. I'm not expecting much. But so as, as people were up on stage, comedians are like, I mean, uh, strippers are like reporting to work. So they're just kind of like walking through and like looking over. And, uh, and then like the comedian right before me, the fire alarm goes off. So all the strippers come out and they're like 19 year old boys that were going to get lap dances for them. And they just start piling around where the comedy show is. Oh, so this poor guy is like on stage. He's trying to do a set. And there's oh, just there's just oh. like strippers everywhere, and, and, and a fire alarm going off. Fire alarm going off. Oh my god! You got to stop. You can't. I mean, no, you gotta... just keep going. Security guard comes. He's yelling at everybody to put their masks on because if the fire department comes, he's gonna shut us down. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm supposed to go next. Oh my god! This and is a disaster. it's like all like just everyone's. It, there's just like a lot of agitation in in the area, and then they like the host calls up some other girl first to do her set, and he's like, "Sorry, man." I just thought with all these strippers here, they would have rather seen like a female comedian. And I was like, what's That's, the logic? First of all, why why is the security guard making decisions like no, no, that? No, this is the host of the show. Oh my God, what a and fucking I, idiot. I don't know why they did that, but I was like, but it actually worked in my favor because I went right afterwards and by then everything had kind of settled. Like mm-hmm. the strippers were still like, like right next to me, but at least everyone had kind of settled down. Yeah. And it's funny because the guy who originally got interrupted he asked to go back up for one minute to pitch his book that's on Amazon. And I got, okay. I, I got up and I, first thing I said was like, I was like, yeah, you know, this is a real, this looks like a real book buying crowd. So I'm really glad you were able to, it's funny. Like, Good job. Really able to get up there and pitch your book. Yeah. And then I was like, I just had like, I just fucking roll with it. It was, it was just fun. And yeah, you're a funny guy. I'm sure you, you were able to riff on the situation. I, I totally, and even some of the guys were kind of like looked up from the strippers and to actually like yell stuff out, but like in oh, a cool way. pretty good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a it's bad all, way, but in a good way. all hard and shit. Like they're all fucking, their dicks are all hard. And like, oh, this guy's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, this guy, hey, yeah. you hear what this guy said? It's not that bad, yeah. And, uh, Mid-set, the security guard comes up from behind me and just yells into the microphone, everybody put on your fucking mask. Scared the shit. (laughs) No warning. Nothing. And I'll tell you, I haven't felt that alive since the start of the pandemic. Oh, that's good, man. Those are the kinds of shows that, you know, that we're going to talk about years from now. Like, that's what I, that's what I missed. Yeah, no, no, I'm, dude, I, I'm, I'm, it's not that I don't miss it. But look, every show, like, look, that's nice. That's fun. It sounds like a fun story. But it's like every show is going to have some sort of element of, like, a catastrophe, kind of kind of like that. But in that way, look, that's funny when you do it once. But if you had to deal with stuff like that, like, on oh, a weekly yeah. basis or even, like, on a monthly basis, that would just get so old. Like, I don't my, know. My whole thing is – I'm kind of down about it. My, really my whole thing for a while – and I was, I was really down about it for – I just don't see an option. Like, a, yeah. a, like nobody that's – dude, even the super famous comedians are basically not doing stand-up. Like, yeah. even the ones that have the ability to do it. Like my, my thing for a long time has been, like, you don't want any individual set to mean that much. Because right. you want to be able to get up there and play. And if you want, yeah. if you have a shit set, you're going to get up next and it's going to be fine. And you yeah. have an amazing set and it doesn't really matter because you're going to do five more. The, the problem now is that it's now been five days, you know, and I haven't gone up again. Oh like my God, that's th- it? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, sa- I'm saying like the sets are like few and far between now. Yeah, so each I mean, one means too much. Yeah, yes. Good point. Good point. Yep. Because so, well, that's how you get that. good at stand-up is they don't mean anything. Yeah, you throw like, them you all do away. So many of them. So that, that way, yeah. when you're on, you know, in in front of 500 people and it's really important, right? It's just another time that you're running your set. Exactly, exactly. You know. No, I know. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it's it's just completely different now. That's that's what it is. It's like 
not only is it the time between sets, but it's like the quality of the show, the the amount of audience members, the social distancing, no one's drunk, all this, like, it's just a completely, it's outside mostly, it's freezing, you know, like, I could go on and on, but like, it's so much different that it's, for me, there's no reason to pay the premium of living in New York City, and if I'm not living in New York City, then it's really hard for me to have a job where I work from home and I have to be on, I have to be here from, you know, nine to six every weekday. It, it, what am I going to do? Drive into the city every seven o'clock every weekday to do outdoor shows? I could do that, but why would I do that? And I would, not only would it be a, a you know, a costly thing to do, just money wise, it's also, would I be getting, what, am I really doing stand up? Like, mostly no and and yeah sometimes yeah but i don't know maybe i'm just thinking about it the wrong way i probably am but it's kind of like beating it out of me like i used to be so passionate about wanting to do shows and you know but it's just it feels like it, they took it away like there's no more stuff yeah. to be passionate about I don't so know. that's i mean then not to be got, a huge bummer sorry no, but then you got to find that for yourself you know you can't do it if it's like drudgery so you got to figure that out for yourself either no i know i mean i'm you, i'm fine with the way everything's going right now, like in my life, it's just I'm bummed that I'm I, because I miss stand up. Yeah, like I, I would go back to it if it was here. I that I'm just bummed that it's not here, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it sucks. It sucks. I know it's. I mean, I know you feel a little bit the same way too. No, I totally Almost. do. Yeah, I yeah. was. I've been like, yeah, and I've like, I go through phases too where I'm like, damn it, I was like, uh, you know, I I missed the consistency and the like every week i'm doing x y and z right because then again because it's because then like everything you do you know leads to more stuff and like running into aaron berg on mcdougall street yeah him asking me to do in hot water and then doing that two days later and yeah you know I mean? and then running into other people and and the hang like you know yeah. i miss the the hang more than anything else no oh, me too me too man me too oh it sucks <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do on a on a happier note we're doing this a little bit different this week. So we actually had a request from a fan. Yeah. Um, his name is Nick Peticchio. I think I'm saying that right. He's from London. We've actually, like, everybody who reaches out on, online. A lot of London. Always from England, which England. is cool. Um, yeah. And I actually missed his message. He, like, wrote to me a while back, but it didn't come through on, like, Facebook. But he's, like, yeah. literally, like, is this the Peter Garacci from Kill You Last? Which I think <laughs> is fair. funny because he could have accidentally wrote to my cousin. Mm. And my cousin probably would have just been, like, no and not not like not helped him at all <laughs> like yeah not directed him in the right direction but um so he clearly uh is a fan of the podcast and asked us to do a movie which i actually never heard of before called the beast yeah i'd never uh, heard of this movie either. from 1988 and he's a huge fan of the movie and asked us to do it and was very cool about it and i said no we would we would try to do it so we, we talked about i i think going forward I would definitely, you know, want to encourage fans to write to us, uh, especially through the Instagram account, like on the Kill You Last Pod podcast Instagram account. Yeah. Like send us a message. Tell us like movies that you want to see, or and definitely leave. You know, we could we could use more uh, public displays of affection from <laughs> yeah, our fans. True. Do you know what I mean? I think you get like, all it, these private messages. It's dude, like, but that's but that's yeah. the same with me, like with me personally too. Like, well, people yeah. will text me. About something yeah. that I wrote on what social media, rather than engaging. I, I on think the it's, website. it's it's the our fan base and the people who like you are we skew old, man. They're also like, embarrassed like they to admit in public what they like. Yeah, I guess, but it's also just like they're not they're not twenty year old girls that like you know. Honestly, I like if, if you're gonna skew old, like write me a letter. I'd actually prefer to get real mail. Well, that uh, nobody, but not even ancient people do that anymore. Zach is not true. Zach Zach Petrovich wrote me a postcard, sent it from the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I literally, I mean, that, that's beautiful. That because Zach, I asked Zach, him specifically to send me that. That's a, yeah, that's amazing that he did that. Hey, I asked him. I was like, "Will you do me a favor? Will you send me a postcard?" Um, he wrote it. He wrote it to the Garachi, but my mailman knew where to bring it. That's so, uh, so Nick, unfortunately, though, I, I you. When you when you ask somebody to to love a thing that you love, the chance that you're taking is that they're not gonna love 
the thing that you love. Oh, you didn't like it that much? I liked it okay. I, I, I have a few things. Uh, I, I, well, we could talk, I guess. You can, I mean, so we should here. like, yeah. so we should kind of set the groundwork because this is a movie that's not very well known, but it's got like, yeah. a, it's got some interesting uh, elements oh, to yeah. it. Um, it's it was directed by Kevin Reynolds, who basically directed like all the big Kevin Costner films. So he did Robin Hood, he did uh, The Postman, um, and also created Hatfield and McCoy's, which was like a miniseries that kind of like was like a re- career resurgence for Kevin Costner. But um, and written by William Master Simone, which was really interesting to me. William Master Simone is a playwright, and he wrote uh, one of my favorite plays is this thing called extremities that was actually turned into a movie that is fucking brilliant and that's something that everybody should see it's about um especially now it's interesting now to look at it like 30 years later mm-hmm. but it's uh the, they made a movie version with farrah fawcett and james russo and james russo is one of my favorite actors and farrah fawcett is is amazing in this but she's alone in a house like in the middle of nowhere and the guy breaks in to try to rape her and like kidnap her and she turns the tables on him and then her roommates come home and she's got him she's okay she's got him like basically tied up but he's so manipulative that he starts turning the roommates against her as the victim Mm. it's really fucking brilliant Really amazing. Yeah, so I didn't. So apparently, this was a play first, which I cannot see how this movie. How the been. fuck could this have been a play? Yeah. It, so it's it, about yeah. a tank. It's about a Russian tank yeah. lost in Afghanistan during the like the Russian Afghanistan war in like late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. And my first problem with it is, it's a bunch of American guys playing Russians. Right. 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 But there's nothing about them that says that they're... It's all like, I didn't even realize they were Russian. Until... Yeah, and it's like, and it's like they don't even... They're using like American slang even, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everything about them. That's a huge thing that took me out of it was they're American people for sure. Culturally, they're speaking English, obviously, but but that, that I could get past. Which but, is fine. That's but it's fine, like, but they're culturally American. You're yeah, right. Like, they're like, like Dolph Lundgren playing Ivan Drago is not Russian. But mm-hmm. the care he at least made an effort to be well over at the least top Russian, like foreign. He's, he's like, like a caricature. Yeah, yeah he's, but he's not. He's definitely not playing like a regular dude pretending to be Russian. So that took me out of it a little bit. But then the Af- so like the Russians are speaking English. Yeah. But the Afghani's are speaking Afghani. Right. So why so, why whatever? I mean, that... I think their language is called Pashtun. I don't know exactly what their language is called, but I think it might be called Pashtun. Yeah, but, I honestly don't. So, which is weird, always too. Like when they like the decisions movies make about. Yeah, why uh, make the Afghani's not just speak English too? Because you you already made the Russians. Speak. I guess it's so that when they come in contact with each other, they're not speaking the same language. Right, but if you're going to do that, why why not? I just don't understand making it American English. For, for the whole first half of the movie with or you know for most yeah. of the movie. and also so it's like you know at this time like the soviets are our enemies you're right though like, hold on a real a real plot of the movie a plot point is that they have to be able to communicate even though they don't speak the same language yeah so Which that part I actually, so that's great i love that yeah so steven bauer plays the afghani guy who's he's like, great and he's like he's like he was manny in in, in uh, scarface yeah he, he's a cuban guy which you know, I, I, like, it's funny because, you know, a lot of things have gone, like, way over the top with everything, of course, with, like, you know, uh, fucking, you know, you can't have... Representation. Yeah, with, with it's like, like, you can't have this, this black woman is not even black enough to play this other person. Right, it's like, right, really? Right, like, right. but I definitely understand where it comes from. Like, if you go back and watch Breakfast at Tiffany's and Mickey Rooney is playing a Japanese... Yeah. caricature it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's uncomfortable no that's the thing about these now. people they have a point they just take it too far yeah but they have but a point for there's sure. a there's a lot of actors that wouldn't have had a career if you're only allowed to play the ethnicity that yeah, you no, are of course that shouldn't be the way it is like of course you, you but there's should. you know but it is there's something to like respecting yes what you're doing and i and stephen bauer as a cuban-american I think does an amazing job. Un- unbelievable job of, of portraying like our, well, you know what? 
maybe we're biased and like we think we know what Afghanis are like, but it, it was a convincing performance. It's, like, it really he's, I know what I know what good acting is, and he's yeah. good in this movie. Whether no, I, or not yeah. an Afghani person will be like, well, he, that's the you thing. Know, he I don't want to his, speak for them. Yeah, he, he like he, he you know he touched his hair the wrong way or whatever. It is. Right. Like, I, that I don't know. But yeah. as far as like good acting, he's he's, oh, he's really phenomenal. good at this. Yep. And then the other like the the I wanted to say the American lead, but like the Russian guy is Jason Patrick. Right. Uh, who? So I guess I mean he like so they they like kill a guy with a tank at the beginning of the movie for really no reason. They, like they like viciously kill an Afghani guy. Well, they're in. They're, I they're, guess they're they're in the you know enemy territory. Yeah, they get lost and they're by they themselves. And... Well, the command basically there's there's the lead guy right. That's Jason Patrick. He's like the protagonist of the movie. Yeah, the guy with the glasses. Right. So he his commander and there's like three of them: Jason Patrick, two other guys, and then the commander. Well, it's funny his... too because like one of them is St- like a young Stephen Baldwin. Right. And the other guy looks too much like Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's easy. I, I, to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can if there's two blonde women in a movie, I'm out. I can't even keep track. You know what I mean? It's like you have to differentiate the characters. More. I wouldn't take it that far. You could have two blonde women in a movie, but this was the, a little. There's bit, a reason yeah. that they put like certain actors together. Do you know? Like they know that audience. You know what I mean? Like the audience will remember. Right. 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 Yeah. So well, this is a very two... Rosencrantz and Guild. What is it? Uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. Yeah. This is a very like those two guys. Well, they're they're not. It's not Rosencrantz and Guildenstern because they're they're like, they're kind of like opposites. But they are both like, they come as a package deal in this movie. You don't really yeah. even see one without seeing the other. Which which again would would be a reason to kind of eliminate exactly one of the characters. That's that's you why just make they... one character. Yeah. Or, like well. A... No, there's something to it. The one guy is more sympathetic to him. The other guy is more like cutthroat and. Like, and and it, but it should have been like more clearly defined. Like if you look at like this movie, I saw online this movie was like compared to Apocalypse Now. If you watch Apocalypse Now, like when they're on the boat, like every character on that boat is completely different. What? There's yeah. no mistaking. I yeah. mean, they're 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 supposed to be archetypes. Like you don't need two guys that are kind of the same. Uh, I mean, I would push back on that a little bit because one guy is a complete follower. So you have the commander who's just like evil, right? Yeah, like, he's just Jordan like Sunda, I think. Is how you I say mean, his name, he's yeah. he's evil, mentally ill. Uh, you know, was obviously you find out later in the movie, uh, terribly uh, abused and traumatized as a child. So I guess that that explains his behavior now. But um, he's just a he's a maniac. He basically at one point they get rescued. By uh, Russian helicopters. Helicopter. Yeah. And he makes his crew go back in the tank with him. They know the tank is breaking down. And they know that they hit a dead end. They have to turn back to where the Afghanis are, you know, tracking them. Waiting to ambush them, yeah. Right. And he's... Because he doesn't want to abandon his tank, which is an inanimate object, he's not only willing to put his own life in risk... He demands that the other two, um, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, that they put their life at risk as well. And I will say, one of my I, one of my things about it was, it was a little cartoonishly evil. This guy, uh, he's like a dumb and evil guy. Like he's so he makes stupid decisions that are always evil. So I yeah. I just like. I could watch the movie and enjoy it, absolutely. But it, wh- when there's a character like this, I always it always takes me out of it a little bit. That and the um, American English, even though they're Russian, but then the Afghani speak Afghani or whatever. That took me out of it, and then the cartoonishly evil took me out of it. But I will say, Acts 2 and 3, maybe 2.5 to 3, like I liked the end. I liked the middle to the end of the movie i thought the beginning was entirely too slow they took yeah, way you know what's funny is setting it up i felt the same way too it's like it yeah. didn't hook you it's like he's, no. this guy's like learning to be like an action director and he needed like <sighs> so, like a better like beginning set His piece. beginning sucked honestly i yeah. i was about to like bail from this movie i but thought the ending was watching. beautiful like, i, I love thought the, the way it shot the music yep. everything about the ending is is great and and, and, uh, and even just this 
from when they kick him out, basically, even from when, from when they kill the uh, the the guy who the commander thinks is a traitor, from when they do that on, the movie's good. It, it, it's it's like a really like it gets like riveting almost. And then they they leave the main character to starve by himself. They tie him to a fucking rock, which is crazy. Yeah, that and that whole sequence too. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, weird like carnage in this movie torture yeah so there's like you know the grenade like exploding dog which you see yeah, like, yeah you yeah. don't really see but then you notice like blood everywhere you're like oh yeah that that fucking wild dog got blown up by that grenade yeah and then there's like the random finding of the hand the, the, the severed hand later in the mo- oh yeah movie. yeah uh yeah it's it's like it the beats oh. like the action beats were not like he needed to hit the action beats better if that makes sense yeah, like it needed, I, yeah, to, it I needed so. to get like it needed to get to this the main the beginning, part of the story. which was the action where, where there was a lot of like action or whatever. Like that, I totally, to- I feel like totally missed the mark and made me honestly bored. Until, but but I do think when the story got when when the when he, when the main character meets the Afghani's, that's when the story really gets going and it's good. Yeah. You're, you you want to watch it. You're you want to read the subtitles of the Afghani's because you want to see what the, how they're reacting to the Russian. And, and it gets really um, – I like I like that part of the movie uh, to the end. So I will say I think that part's great. And, and I am surprised that it's not a more well-known movie because it's – you know, it's it's not a piece of shit movie. It, it's, it, it's definitely got a budget, like let's say. like, like I it, think part of it is that um, – What do you think? Yeah, how none of the not- people – none of the people involved became big names – in like action or war like jason patrick like had a moment but then he kind of fizzled out uh stephen bauer like kind of never really caught on the director it's like no one really knows his name even though if you list his movies that he directed they're big movies so there's not really much to hook into and it doesn't connect to like you know it's better than a lot of bullshit yeah but you know there is bullshit schwarzenegger yeah, Schwarzenegger movies, but people will go, "Oh, that's an Arnold Schwarzenegger." That's Schwarzenegger. Movie. No, I understand yeah. it. It's not. You're right. That's a good explanation for why it didn't catch on. But I will say it. It's a good movie. Like it's not. I don't think the reason it didn't catch on is because it's a shitty movie. No, no, it just like yeah. there's nothing to hook into. Especially in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Like if, if like if now, I'm 13 years old watching this movie, if this I, I don't was like, I don't if like this, this was I don't know like Bruce Willis's second movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, because... Someone that later went on to be, like, a blockbuster Mexican. Yeah, yeah and yeah, Jason yeah, Patrick was always kind of, like, on the cusp I, I've of seen it. him. I've seen him. Yeah, he's in... I mean, the, he, the first movie he did was Lost Boys, which yep. we talked about doing. Which, that movie, like, I was amazed at how much that movie held up. And he's great in that movie. But he just never, you know... And he, he's kind of, like, popped up here and there in the last couple of years, but... Um, He's got good pedigree. He's Jackie Gleason's grandson. Which is a weird bit of trivia. That is weird, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I feel like if this was somehow connected to something bigger, people would be like, they would seek it out more. I see what you're saying. I don't know, because I don't don't feel like there's a lot of movies. There's definitely movies from this era that I've never seen. Yeah. And I feel like I know. Because I saw the fucking commercial a hundred times, hmm. or I remember be, you know, just hearing it mentioned because so and so was in it. Mm-hmm. But this is just one of those that just kind of really no, got like, lost. Never even heard of this. Yeah, uh, and it even says on their Wikipedia or something that it's like a not well-known movie. Like yeah. it's like in the description, like it's it's basically like in writing that it's not known. It really isn't what well, like it doesn't even have like an official rating anywhere. It's it, it all of them are user ratings. It's kind of got some sort of cult following going on though for sure because I did see like it has like six thousand reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has literally no critic reviews, which is oh weird. really? That's, That's weird. So f- it's weird to have thousands of user reviews and not one critic review. So That's it definitely, odd. I'm sure it's got a it's got its following. Oh, for and it's sure. cool. Like it's definitely cool to find something that I hadn't um, heard of before. It's yeah. just I don't know. I, I'm I'm still thinking about like I, I just it, it's funny because I got enough. I was like fighting with my girl the other day about she thinks that I specifically don't like the TV shows that she likes. 
like that I, I've just decided to like not be into That's Ozark. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I, I give everything a shot and I right. either connect with it or I don't. And like, so when someone says, oh my God, this is like my favorite thing and I want you to watch it. I'm always like, oh God, here we go. Cause you know, there's no accounting. For, right. You don't there's no ever accounting for like, why if you, you ever get hooked or you don't. If you ever show someone a song, you have to show it to them by happenstance. It's just on and it's in your car. If you want them to like it, if you, if you hype up the thing you like and you go, you're going to love this. I really like, I love this. Like, look, look. And then you start analyzing every part of it. It, it makes the person not like it. Like, I, I don't know. I found that in my life. Well, that's why like, that time. was so fun. Like when meeting someone like Marcus, who mm -hmm. very nicely shouted us out on Twitter. Uh, oh yeah. About blue collar is that yeah. you meet somebody and then, and then you like, it turns out like they like the obscure thing that you like. Yes. You know what I mean? We were talking yeah. about Blue Collar, which is which is a movie that should not be as forgotten. As I know is. that's weird that that is. And um, but he also like loves a lot of stuff that I've never even heard of. Right. So, but I'm not like I'm not I I don't want to say I don't want to admit this, but I watched something that he like raved about, and I couldn't get into it at all. That's okay. I'm sure he'd be fine. No, I'm just, with that. It's just yeah. it's just one of those things. But like we we can, he and I could talk about you know, raising Arizona for fucking three hours. Too, yeah. Yeah. You know? Just because you don't have to like all the same things as some, I mean, that's the great thing about movies and, and, and art in general is that I, what I don't like is when, well, you know, you could have this taste if you want, but people that don't go and do their own, like digging into the art form and just basically consume what they're told to consume. Like that always, that always rubs me the wrong way. Like people that only watch the Avengers and Star Wars and like that's their favorite stuff and they just don't ever even entertain the idea of like seeing something else or like listening to music that is not, you know, presented to them. It always bothers me because it's like you're not like because it's almost like because I feel bad that they're not getting to experience like something that is like higher quality. But I don't know. Yeah, but that's I mean, they, they maybe can't get it. But it's also like it's cool when you discover it's almost like like when somebody you know like you discover a thing that they like that yeah. surprises you yes it's like a secret it's like a part of their personality that you like my know. i have like an uncle who like one day i was at his house and like taxi driver came on mm -hmm. and it like just made him think about like new york in the 70s and like he and i like watched taxi driver together you know my mom saw taxi driver for the first time recently and i was like i can't believe you've never seen it you know because my mom's almost 60. she's so pretty you, hip too and she loves movies yeah, yeah 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 she was like de niro was great but i don't think i, I remember her review being like yeah you know like kind of like that but i was surprised i have to c confirm this for my mom too she's probably yeah. gonna listen it's also before. like the impact of something like that yeah. right well you're watching when it, it now, came out it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. whatever and also like now having 40 years of history with Right, and Nero and with Scorsese and stuff like that. Right. Whereas, like, right. my mom called me and was like, "Uh, Peter, we're watching Pulp Fiction and we don't get it." I'm like, "Just turn it off." I was like, "Where are you?" She's like, "Oh, you just put a needle in her heart." I was like, "Just turn it off. <laughs> it's only gonna get worse." Yeah, it's, I don't wanna, it's not the worst part. I don't want to have to explain. You know what's funny is like, I almost like, like people are always like wanting like throwing movies at me yeah because they want you know what i mean they're always like oh dude i love this 80s blah 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 and i always kind of feel bad because i feel like i'm never as enthusiastic about it right because they are. they're presenting it to you and yeah. i also like i never like i like stuff that i don't expect anyone else to like yeah and i don't care that they don't yeah. like it yeah, and i'm and i'm earnest about it i don't choose it because I think they don't like it. I genuinely yeah. enjoy it, but right. I don't expect any. And so there's this, it's so funny because there's this new show called, um, it's called How To with John Wilson. It was just on HBO. And it's like a first person like documentary series. And it's just like each episode has a theme and the guy just like literally, excuse me, just walks around New York City talking to people. And like, he always ends up meeting somebody who leads him on like another tangent. And I had seen in a couple of episodes and it was just like kind of beautiful and like just like a weird quirky thing. 
And I told Joel to that you know I was like I want you to watch this I think you're gonna like it mm-hmm. and I leave the room because I get a phone call mm-hmm. and she's like oh my god like what did you make me watch and I was <laughs> like what I was like it's such a, this like simple like beautiful she goes no 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 you're gonna re- you're gonna rewatch what I watched and so I missed like the last 15 minutes of the episode so yeah. he's like I forget what the episode was about but it's it's like he'll be like talking about you know architecture and then he'll meet somebody on the streets of New York and they have some crazy story and then he goes to their apartment and they tell that you know what I mean it's just like one of these like meandering things so somehow an episode that has nothing to do with this leads to him meeting people who are like uh against uh male circumcision like they feel like that circumcision is is a violation of men's rights Oh wow! So then she that leads to a doctor uh-huh. that actually restores foreskin. What? And the guy is that un- possible? Uh, well, the guy unprovoked takes his pants off, and then shows this device that he has that like pulls and stretches. <laughs> so it's like what? full on. Wait. And I so she, I, and she she was like stunned. And I was like, did you think that I? set you up for <laughs> well yeah you kind of did though. but like every no other episode had I... any nudity had nothing in any way there was no way i could have predicted this was gonna happen and i was like this is why i don't suggest that anybody That's watch so anything that I like. imagine you like suggested that to your mom or something oh, I did. did you see his penis mom it's like five minutes. I, oh, guy, no, 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 no. He's got this device that pulls and stretches. He literally, like, what? it ties to the headboard of his bed. It's like, what? So he's laying there with the fuck. Dude, but it was like, she, she I was like, oh, I got to leave the room. You just keep so watching funny. this without me. So she Wait, thought that I was, like, setting Hold on, no, but I can't get over this pulling down and the headboard and the stretching. That's got to be far more like damaging to your your penis than than the circumcision. What he in wears the first place. a weight in his pants that pulls. <laughs> <laughs> this guy hates his dick. He hates <laughs> his dick abuse. He's so mad at it. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. There was no way I could so see funny. that coming. <laughs> Wow, that's weird. That's funny though. Oh, and that's man. why I don't like to recommend TV shows to people, especially now. It's like everything, you know, it used to be like the, there was like standards of like right. What was like sort of PG rated for television that you wouldn't, you know, you, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't think that your mom might accidentally see, you know, a male rape scene if she's right. watch if she's watching like one of the most heralded movies of all time. Well, it happens. I mean, that's yeah. that's probably the only one, but you know that is. But it is. But it's some. It's it's one of those things where it's like there's so there's been so many times where I've gotten a call from my mom. She's like, Peter, I saw this movie. Everybody's talking about it. I don't get it. It's so it so stupid. The guy's raping the other guy. Like what? It's <laughs> like I don't, I don't watch anything. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch anything. I um, no, you're right. Um, I the the. I hate showing people stuff because it's always just a letdown if they if, if they're not into it, it. There's no reason. There's just no reason to do it. But that being said, it's really cool for this guy Nick to reach yeah. out to us. Oh yeah. That being and, said, be do the opposite with us. <laughs> no, I don't. We're a show that talks about movies, so it's completely different. Obviously. Yeah. Please, you guys, tell us. No, we definitely want people. Please engage more with the uh, you know leave a review. Especially on on YouTube, like share and uh, like and comment. Yeah, things. link something even because uh, it was actually hard to find this movie. I know it's on Amazon, so you you told me it was on Amazon, and I logged into like my mom's Amazon, and I was able to yeah. watch it. But I this is the first movie we've done. I can't believe I didn't bring this up. First movie that you didn't do. Anything could illegal? not find anywhere. Could not. It was not available. Nobody in the world is sharing this movie illegally. Not so you actually had to do it by legit means. Yeah. I did. Shame. Un- unfortunately, I had to stream it. Yeah. It I hope terrible. the guy. I hope all these guys got a, a couple of pennies because you streamed it. Up. I don't know how that works. Do they I don't know how it works make either. money off that? Probably license, not. I guess they license it. 
there's no way they're making much money off that because you're, you're paying Amazon five bucks a month for Prime. What is it like seven bucks? They're a gonna month do for Prime. Dave Chappelle's gonna a- get up. Dave Chappelle's gonna get on Instagram and say how he's not making any money off these. <laughs> <laughs> I love how powerful – like, Chappelle's such a good comedian that he's more powerful than Viacom. Yeah. Like, I, isn't that wild? I was watching it, and I go, this guy, is a, he's an amazing storyteller. He's an unbelievable speaker. He's a, he really is. Like, a compelling speaker. It's everything he talks about. Mesmerizing. Yeah. It's, it's but then really I was crazy. like, wait a minute. What is he actually tell saying? Me, yeah. 30 years in, this guy is just figuring out how showbiz works? No, he's not. He's just using his power of storytelling to fuck Viacom. He's and doing the fact that. that he doesn't That's mention, what I like about it. The fact that he doesn't mention Charlie Murphy one time. Like, my thing is, no well, Charlie... What do you mean? No I mean, Charlie, Charlie Murphy, no Chappelle show success. Oh, for sure. I mean, all I think it's a huge all part the best of the show. Stuff but no show. Chappelle, no Chappelle show. I mean, come on. Yeah, but the, the mo- like, what the, made it, that show was, blow up was the Rick James... Right, but but Chappelle's, it was his idea to have Charlie Murphy on the show. I like, know, and, but like, and do know, that exact thing. Like, but Rick, J, like no, Charlie Murphy was telling stories. At yes, lunch. and Dave goes, we have to do, we have to recreate this thing, and it was brilliant the way he fucking did it. Dude. So, like, say a, fucking thank you to Charlie Murphy. He's listen, Charlie Murphy, rest, rest in peace. Dead. Like, what are you supposed to say? Thank you, Charlie Murphy. By the way, fuck Viacom. Like, it's kind of a mixed I message just want, to start saying that stuff. Well, because it's because it's also Listen, not. I'm not rooting for the corporation in this. Although I will say it's it's interesting that one man has that much power. Uh, yeah, because one yeah. man did not make that show. It's a it is a collaboration. Right. But none of them are making money. Like the only people making money off it are are none of the people attached to the show. So it's not like Chappelle is speaking and like fucking over Ashy Larry, you know, or Donna well, listen, Rollins. I'll use his name. I did a, I did a, lo- I did a local commercial in Elizabeth, New Jersey. got paid $25. I've never been paid any residuals. That commercial runs like five times a day in yeah. the local market. It's the cost of fame, baby. That's what you're going to do. All right. One day well, when I'm hosting Jeopardy, I'm going to be laughing all the way to the bank. I, I, Dude, if you ever host Jeopardy, I'll have this recorded and we could just listen to this podcast. I just don't believe in you, man. But if you <laughs> do it. <laughs> what does that mean? It was, it was meant for laughs. But if you can't do it, if you end up doing it, I will uh, egg on my face. I will. Somebody uh, said uh, a bunch of other comics we know said uh, Price is Right was more my lane. For you? And I was like, I'll take it. I'll fucking, I'll take it. I think that's an insult. They meant it as an insult. Yeah, it's an insult. But I'll still take it. That's a good. That, I would take, dude. That's a great gig. Just any anything like that, like just game show a, host is like. Dude, there's not. They. I don't know. They knock out like ten in a day. You I don't know what pe- the, these young guys doing these outdoor mics think their their career opportunities are for stand up comedian. <sighs> game show host is like blows fucking, my mind the amount of time they're wasting doing that without jobs like. What are you? You're 35 and you've never worked a job. Like game show, and you're game doing show host this. is I, like is like a peak. You should be so lucky to be fucking game show uh, host. Yeah, of course, of course. But so I no no shame no harm no shame in that. And rest in peace, Alex. I mean Alex Trebek. What a fucking legend. What a legend. I like. Dude, you I, know, I yeah. Don't watch regular television a lot anymore. Um, but it's funny when I if if I'm at my parents' house. Chances are, my parents, we, we're a big Steve Harvey house. My parents watch, I feel like Family Feud must be on four times a night because I feel like every time I go to my parents' house, no matter what time it is, Family Feud is on. And yeah. uh, we were always a Jeopardy, Jeopardy, Will, Fortune family. And when he initially announced that he had yeah. cancer, I, remember like, I was like, that is the power of like broadcast television. Because that was like, in the first time in a long time, it felt like a cultural moment that the whole country experienced. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, yeah, Like yeah, the yeah. Chappelle thing, the Chappelle thing, if I asked my mom about Chappelle bitching about Comedy Central, she'd be like, what is Chappelle and what is Comedy Central? Sure. But, you know, my grandfather who doesn't speak English knows who Alex Chebeck is. Of course. Every, everyone, everyone. You know? probably so like, I feel like that for the first yeah. time in a long time, it was actually in a, in a sad way. That was like the beauty of like, you know, like mass pop culture is that everybody together was like, oh man, that's yep. so sad about Alex Chebeck. 
Yeah, he's like a Walter Cronkite figure. Like I wasn't yeah. alive for that, but like it seemed like everyone knew who that was. So yeah, it was it's when just, it um, was, you know, it was, you know, it's from that era of when you know a show that got thirty million viewers got canceled for bad ratings. Mm-hmm. You know, now right. a show that has eight hundred thousand viewers is a hit. Right. I don't know. Probably not. Well, no, I mean, but, but like some of the biggest. Maybe though, dude, actually, actually, it, maybe eight hundred thousand for a network show is probably pretty good. And Anderson Cooper, like the big names on like TV news, like they don't even get a million people a night watching them. Really? That yeah. is upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so like some of them get like a million and a half too. Some of them less than a million. I, I assume some of them. Tucker definitely pulls in some. Numbers. Tucker is like the next three guys combined. Yeah, he definitely pulls in numbers. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I gotta I gotta run. Um, but this was a fun episode, and I'd love to do more of like fan yeah, for sure requests or, or just a- a- anything like that. This was an interesting one too because I kind of liked that I hadn't heard of it and nobody had really heard of it. It was it was good. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. If we're all we're all learning here. That's all we can do. Yeah. All right, man. Till next time. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Stay safe, and we'll be back soon. It won't Peace. be a longer break this time.